So welcome back to another episode of Legends of Read. I'm your host, Joanne Sukumaran. Today, I'm so pleased to have a special guest. His name is Yaroslav Augustiniak. Welcome to the show, Yarek. Hello. Nice to be here and thank you for the invitation. So to tell you more about Yarek, Yarek was born in Wuch in Poland in 1965. He was appointed the principal bassoon of the BBC National Orchestra of Wales in December 2004. He joined the BBC National Orchestra of Wales after a 13-year post as principal bassoon with the Basque National Orchestra in Spain. In his professional life, he has been uh, moving across Europe, from Poland through Portugal, Spain, and Denmark to the UK. He has been given the opportunity to play in almost all European countries and as far as the US, Argentina, Chile, and China in many prestigious venues, including the Wien Concert House, London Royal Albert Hall, Amsterdam Concert Cabal, under many famous conductors. In addition, Jarek has fostered an active solo career. During his career, he has been a guest principal in many festivals and orchestras like the London Symphony Orchestra and the BBC Philharmonic. So, uh, Jarek, how are you doing? Uh, we spoke recently. Have you been keeping well? Yes, yes, everything okay here. Well, we are apart from thousands uh, kilometers, but yeah, good to see you in good shape as well. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah, so you are living in Cardiff, right? Am I right? Yes, yes, Cardiff, capital of Wales. Okay, so uh, how are you coping with the current situation with the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, there, uh, how could I say I'm coping two ways. One way is very bad way, and other one, other way is very, very good way. So I'm quite upset about the situation, as probably many people. And on the other hand, uh, I'm trying to cope good way, uh, just making myself busy and useful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, obviously I'm suffering because I'm quite active person, um, I have my kind of hobbies, uh, outdoors, so this, I'm deprived of that, so uh, I'm, co I'm kind of condemned to use my garden only, which I'm lucky I have it, so, <laughs> so it's, it's becoming spotless now, my God, because I have a lot of time to, to do that. Yeah. I know, I know, I've been uh, watching cooking shows and <laughs> I've been practicing my cooking also besides uh, practicing, right? Just curious, how is the situation in the UK with regards to concerts? Has the UK government given a date when concerts can resume, do you know? Well, as, as you introduced me, is I work in BBC National Orchestra of Wales. So we have kind of fortnightly up, updates about the situation of the orchestra and our plans. Everything is kind of hanging in... Um, in the string of uncertainty, you could say, because we have plans like uh, come back slowly to uh, our venue, to our studio and start with some chamber music concerts, maybe streamed online or di directly or recorded and later uh, emitted. But everything is still in the state, stage of project, I think. so. It will happen, but when exactly in which formula, we don't really know. So the answer is big question mark. Mm, yeah, it seems like there's a big fermata pause on our heads, right? We really don't know. You could, I mean, <laughs> one, couldn't, one couldn't describe it more, more musical way, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last week, uh, the Singapore government's... <laughs> We can manage to keep the breath on that long note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah last week I, I took a, a, a ride, a bus ride in the city and I was like waving goodbyes to the concert halls in Singapore. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, yeah. I perfectly know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but I believe, I think that possibly, I think chamber music will, will come back first, right, I think, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe if we come back uh, later to this topic, I, I will 
I will mention this again because I think there's some opportunity, so I will come back to that. I was following your musical activity online and I found out about your platform, Ventus Optimus, right? So I was very, very interested because I think it's such a positive and sharing uh, initiative. So uh, can you elaborate on this initiative and why you started it? Uh, yes, of course. I mean, the, the history of Ventus Optimus is quite long. It started uh, good. Oof. I wouldn't want to lie to you, but good maybe 15 years ago. Uh, maybe 15, not maybe. So something around that. So at least at least 10 or more. I was always thinking that it will be very good idea to, to make um, a festival in my hometown in Poland dedicated to initially on bassoon, but then later I thought it, it would be great to actually combine woodwind instruments uh, together. And um, using my contacts from different parts of the world, just bring the fantastic teachers to Poland and uh, show different ways how we could uh, develop this education. In short moments, like once a year, weekly meeting. So this actually was very successful uh, in in certain moment, and I think slowly calculated, roughly calculated, probably something like 400 students went through this uh, festival, and I was very happy actually to appear on this musical spectrum in my hometown, and not only because actually the all all Poland was involved. But then later, from kind of organizing point of view, it collapsed, so this festival, so uh, sadly. Now, given the situation, a little bit odd situation with this log- lockdown, I was having kind of in my head idea, what if I offer some classes online to bassoonists in Poland? Initially, I was thinking to do it only for Polish students because there was a little bit at the beginning, maybe like, at the beginning of lockdown and closing of orchestras, uh, there was a little bit, I was a little bit scared and there were a little bit posts on Facebook, social media from freelancers, like, oh, we are now kind of, uh, there will be avalanche of classes online from people who have works and they have uh, conserved their work and they have this salary. And so I didn't want to go that way because I didn't want to offend anybody simply. Kind of going, uh, safe way. So I said, okay, I will just knock to the Polish door and just uh, share my knowledge with Polish students. I used the fa- Facebook pla- platform to announce it. There's also a small Facebook uh, group um, called uh, Fagociści, which means bassoonists in Polish. So I used this platform and um, immediately I got answers from Polish, but also from people who got translation of that, of my announcement. And after literally after three days, everything converted in in English. Now it's open to everybody, English speakers and well, so who whoever can and speak English, it's it's very welcome to come. And it, actually, languages are interchanging there because sometimes I have to drop a few words in English. Or well, fortunately, I speak a little bit Spanish, so there's some Spaniards also, so I could say a few words in Spanish, but. This platform became like, it's been like a month or more than a month when I started. Yeah, and the time is flying because initially I started to do it like Monday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Friday, uh, having weekend to rest, but it became so uh, workloading. So I had to kind of cut two days from each week. So now it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And it's enough work to organize everything. And well, it's nice, nice, uh, very nice superstars, uh, inv- invited people are coming. And uh, I'm trying to keep it relaxed. And uh, the formula is more like not master class, master class. It's more like connecting musicians of all uh, levels and engagement to this, uh, to this uh, instrument. Yeah, so, so it, it works very nice and it, it keeps me going and seem to be like uh, people are happy. So yeah, that's what that's what is what is about. Yeah, I was uh, really uh, pleased to to join your lecture to the, the the lecture on the contemporary pieces by the composer, which I will, we will talk about later. 
And also, yeah. I was uh, also joining a lecture from the porcelain uh, bassoon class, which was also very nice, very uh, nice to be connected with the bassoon community online. Yeah. So I can actually use this moment to tell you about the concerts and uh, something what we are missing when you were saying that you are waiting to the concert hall. Yes. I Exactly the same feeling when I had a chance to play to the camera, which is so crazy, but I could play to this camera and having the actually this conscience that there are other people listening live, even the sound is as it is, we are kind of, we have what we have, the, our devices on that side and on the other side. But it was so nice actually to take this baby here, no, it's here, and play on that for people. I was really, I didn't know I missed it so much. So it was cool, you know. So just, just I, I thought it would be nice to mention that because we, I think, yeah, well, you musicians, we really, I don't know, I even didn't think it's so strong, this need to perform. Because we, we just took it for granted. Okay, next concert, next concert, that one, that one, you prepare, you play. Oh, you enjoy, fine. But I didn't know we really wanted, you know, we really, from that. So, yeah. yeah, 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 indeed, yeah. Yeah, I, I started this 100 day of practice challenge, but sometimes <laughs> not so successful to keep the momentum, you know. But yeah, yeah. it's one of the ways to, to keep uh, productive, I think, during this uh, very strange uh, period, right? Yeah. I know, yeah, exactly. About Ventus Optimus also, then later it converted a little bit in kind of you know, like my idea, like we have to give to youngsters, we, I mean, I, I thought, but anybody could, to youngsters, especially in this situation, the reason to wake up morning and do something. Oh. And I'm do something, we always do something, that's do something towards our goals playing wise, you know. I think if, if I manage to inspire one person to wake up morning and put some orchestra study on stand and practice because five o'clock or six o'clock, wherever you are, there is something we can share on Ventus Optimus platform. So I'm already happy. Mm. This is also one of the challenges, you know. So how and have you, how have your students responded? I mean, you have your own students, right? In uh, Bristol, right? Uh, uh, actually, well, I have to, I have to tell you, uh, it's really, uh, unhappy situation in Bristol University now because it's dried out of Basun students. So I don't have students now. I don't know, especially given the situation now, I don't know how it will be the recruitment for next year. So just waiting, uh, fingers crossed how it will be. So yeah, but uh, I have my private students who are, who are joining us also on the on the platform, not each time, because there's also the idea, it's very free. So there's no obligation, you just come when you want. If you don't want, you drop open, no problem. So I, I as I said, I try to, to keep it very, very as relaxed as possible. So this is business, I mean business, this is work, how to say, it. this is serious, but Professional, relaxed. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah exactly. That's the word, yeah. professional, yeah. but relaxed. I am yeah. a little bit like, Probably in all my life in general, I was always escaping for all kinds of um, routines and drills and imposed kind of timing wise and timetable and framing. Probably, I don't know, my nature is like that, a little bit rebellion. So when I, when I want to offer something, it would be very unnatural if, the, if I offered something rigid. I'm offering freedom. Oh. Currently, I always think that freedom, it requires a lot of discipline. As free as you are, more free you are, more disciplines, disciplined you have to be. Yeah. So that's why I ad admire freedom. Uh, yeah, I, I read your biography and it struck me that uh, you have traveled very widely. You have lived all over the world. Do you think that this has influenced your music making in some way? This is interesting, interesting topic because it's much wider than only, only travels, I think. We are born 
and we live in certain circumstances, certain cultural surroundings, aesthetics of arts. And obviously we are absorbing this aesthetics and we grow with that. So when we play music, produce music, approach music, any, any art, somehow we are like a mirror of that influence. If I receive some music on my stand and I have to make decipher it, I feel like I am the mirror of that music and I will, I will basically reflect it somewhere else. But everything what is going through me, through my heart, my knowledge, my abilities, it's filtered by my load of information, which I took all over of this year's journey during my life. Journeys as a journey, geographically speaking, of course, yes, because this is also experience. I think the probably most impacting uh, recently journey, I've been to South America several times, but uh, completely not professional travel to this country, not connected with my job at all. It was just absolutely tourist visit made me think like how different world can be and especially because I spent a whole month in Peru. So, and I can't speak Spanish. So also it was good because I was really in inside of this society there. Not really, but I mean, yeah, quite, quite a lot. It wasn't like a visit, you know, one day and I saw Lima and that's it. No, it's, uh, it's more deeply. I was living in house of of um, people there and uh, I could really see how they live and speak with them and eat with them and uh, travel with them. This opened my eyes how different cultures are, but cultures, we know that, we know, you know, if you look at, I don't know, even the clothes, what they, what they and some other, other people uh, wear in different parts of, of globe, it's obvious. But what really struck me it's the different spirituality. There's some different approach to other human being, to, to different approach to life, different approach to needs, different approach to, to earth in general, to, to the nature. So this was probably most stroking visit which I had. And this influenced me a lot. You know, sometimes you think you, you travel somewhere and you do some things accidentally, but I think this kind of thing, somehow I was always thinking this spiritual uh, experience, it's so needed in my life. I was probably searching unconsciously for places where this is really awakened. So this, that was kind of influence. Also then a little bit, coming back to your initial question, if there was influence uh, during the journeys. People I meet in different countries, not necessarily far away. It could be, you know, from Poland, if you go to Germany, it's already a big difference. Who you speak, how you speak, which language you use. Do you speak with musicians? Do you speak with uh, people on the street, different professions? How do they approach life? How, what they think about different parts of uh, our culture and uh, society? Uh, obviously, this everything, you know, you even you take a book and you read, read a book and then you, there are some revelations. So the, the answer for this is really wide, you know, like there's not, uh, I don't know if, if I really answered your question, but you know, this is kind of, you know, I'm just a talk stream, you know. I actually am very talkative, probably you know it already. So when, when I start, something is like... So. Uh, yeah, I guess... Uh, <laughs> you should just stop me. <laughs> <laughs> My next question is uh, on a similar uh, track. So who or what have been the major influences in your musical life? Could you name us a few uh, influences? Uh, who or what? Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. 
I think uh, musical, like really professional musical wise, obviously there would be uh, whole my family. That would be the first thing because it was like always art and music was really on top of our, um, how to say, our aesthetic, aesthetical needs in my family. I don't know how it was indulged in my, in my conscience, but, but um, it was always, always like on top of our, all our priorities. So it wasn't about the bread and salt. Of course, you had to have the minimum food and, to, and clothes, but most important was actually what you read, which concert you hear, which film you see, that was somehow it was indulged and not only by my parents, it was my brothers, my whole family. So this is like, that would be the start, I, I think. The next, obviously, all my teachers. And I think all my teachers, I'd say all my teachers, not only bassoon teachers. And I will say something, um, I will not um, say any names. I will not mention even one particular, to not offend the others I wouldn't, I would omit, because that would be unfair. All of them on, on my journey, they had incredible influence in what I am now. So yes, that would be the answer. And the, the things which would influence me Hmm. You know what? A lot influenced me, my, my life, is to become father. Ah, to become a father. Yeah, when I became father, ah. it changed my life radically, I think. Wow. The kind of conscience was incredibly changed. And I, even I remember the, exactly the spot. It wasn't in the moment when, when my son was, my first son was born. It was 31 years ago. Uh, it wasn't the moment when he was born. It was later, maybe a week or two weeks later. And I exactly remember the moment when he was lying small thingy on, on, the, on the table, on the changing cloth there. And I was just looking at him like, you know, with this love. And I said, wow, I'm a father now. You know, this is like, so, so whole spectrum, whole my life changed. I don't, and I don't know, so, you know, this is something uh, I will never forget. Mm. Saying that, today is Mother's Day. Oh. Yeah, in Poland. So oh, I'm saying, Poland. yeah, in Poland, 26th of May. Yeah, I mean, I'm mentioning this date, I don't know when you will release this, but I, what I want you put, Joan, in the podcast, it's, a uh, few words in Polish to my mother, really short. Sure. Yeah, I'm saying, dla mojej kochanej mamuni, tęsknię bardzo. That's it. Okay. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. For my lovely mother, I'm missing her. That's oh, it. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. That that my that are my influences. Okay, so it's really very interesting. I wasn't expecting that answer. I was thinking of some professor or some special uh, yeah, recording or something like this. Mm. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say so. Well, th that would be more like general, but I think the formation of, my, of me, it's more this, yeah. Okay, so my next question is about concerts. Like... Uh, could you name us like some of your most memorable concerts, like maybe one or two that's uh, the most uh, striking in your in your memory? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Concerts, huh. concert when when I played. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it must be something. What I would say, like milestones in my professional life. That would be the concerts which I remember mostly. So probably the first milestone would be when I first time had a chance to play principal bassoon in the Warsaw Philharmonic. So I think it was 1990 or 1991, I don't remember exactly. And this was um, Croatian, the Heim Croatians. 
and uh, yeah, that was that was my first, you know, because it's quite challenging. You were, I was really scared, and I was absolutely green. I was young and inexperienced, and I'm I'm not. I'm sure it wasn't perfect, but as experience, as bassoonist, it was it was probably one of the first milestones. Um, the next milestone probably would be playing audition, my audition to uh, to orchestra in Spain when I won the job there. So for some reason I remember very well this audition. It was like I think four rounds or something like that, and uh, after after the fourth round, when I stayed with another competitor, two of us only. I remember I was I was looking at my watch because I had to catch the train back to Portugal and then I was leaving in Portugal and uh, and I said okay I pack my bassoon they have to decide whatever the me or the other one and what so I pack my bassoon and then the inspector is coming and said no you have to come and play again and oh, I said I missed my train so <laughs> but you know there was no I just put my bassoon together and I could I don't remember what. So, um, and I missed my train. So it, I, I was in big trouble because it was like, I think, 11 hour journey back to Lisbon. And, um, but well, I got a job. So it was a remarkable uh, kind of me memorable concert, concert, not really concert, but uh, playing. And another one would be when we, when we played um, uh, Shostakovich. Uh, ninth in proms uh, in Royal Albert Hall with my orchestra and it was on trial so it was like um, added passion added added moment of of uh, how to say of challenge but at that time I played first time in my life this symphony I've never played it before never happened then since it was like 16 17 years ago then since I played several times, so it's kind of easier, but then I was really scared and, but also the moment of playing that, it was incredible. I, the emotions which I had, and I still remember the sounds of these trombones between the bassoon inter interventions in this, in this uh, fourth movement. Um, oh my God, I still feel this, this, uh, you know, the whole, whole uh, full of, of people and you are you are in you are just on the spot there incredible so that was really um, important concert in my life and maybe i would mention actually because it was quite challenging um, live jolivet i had to play live on and on radio so it was quite challenging because just to play it is already challenging but but also just to stand in front of the band and your own band and play live on radio so it was quite, quite important for me. Yeah, that would be the answer. Wow, it's uh, pretty, uh, uh, how do you say, it's very interesting and uh, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I find it uh, so fascinating that you played for a film soundtrack, right? Um, you played, oh, yes. uh, yeah, in Denmark, right? Is that right? No, actually it oh. was, uh, I was, at that time I was living in Denmark, but yeah. uh, I was invited to this project which actually took more than three or four meetings around Europe. So first one was was in uh, Sarajevo actually, because film was about Sarajevo, Sage of Sarajevo. Uh, film was by um, Albanian um, director Anri Sala very talented guy, incredible, I mean, incredible uh, brain. And he made this film titled uh, uh, 1395, if I remember correctly, Days Without Red. And this is about the Sage of Sarajevo when they were actually, so many days they were um, not, they were basically under the snipers shooting um, threat. So they didn't use any distinctive colors in their uh, clothes. That's why without red. And everything by, by basically the story is the one of the musicians from the Sarajevo Philharmonic 
Sarajevo Philharmonic actually was working during all this time. They were still still working, and one of the heroes of those times it was um, the leader of the orchestra. Forgive me, I don't remember his name. I have beautiful memories because I I had the time to uh, possibility to meet this gentleman. Uh, so he became almost like a hero. He kept it going, and people were coming for rehearsals and. And you know, it's like over, I don't know, three years, four years, something like that, where we have to divide these days. And they were keeping going and rehearsing and playing concerts under this threat. And it was a terrible time. And uh, the story of this film is bassoonist is coming to rehearse, is going to re for rehearsal of track six. And obviously, permanent, uh, like kind of permanent obsession of this melodies of this beginning track six first movement is basically bassoon concerto so so this bassoonist was going played actually by actress fantastic actress uh, maribel verdu spanish actress so she was walking on the streets of sarajevo and all all the time under this threat but in her in her mind was always this tchaikovsky tchaikovsky all this beginning and everything so this is this bassoonist who was always playing so I was there giving the voice of bassoon to this uh, character. So quite quite interesting. Later we had a performance of that in um, in Pompidou Center in Paris, and uh, some performances in it was like a filmed already a kind of uh, ecranization in, uh, in Serpentine Gallery in London and another one in Louisiana Museum of Modern Art in Copenhagen. I mean. Oh. around Copenhagen. Oh. So yeah, so that was that was very interesting um, experience. I managed to play <laughs> opening of Jike 6. Uh, my colleague, um, Eddie, he counted, I think it was 33 times in two Ooh. days. <laughs> <laughs> 33 times on the opening. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Recorded, you know, so oh my god, it was so stressful. Oh, yeah. So, you had to find the perfect read, right, for the, the, the attack. <laughs> yeah, perfect mind setup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Also, I had to play several times this low, which normally in normal circumstances you don't use it. There's no. This, uh -huh. the bass yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to play that also, oh my god, I guess. Wow, this is incredible. I mean, I, I'm really uh, interested about like film recording, but I, I heard that to enter the film industry is pretty uh, like a, a secret uh, operation that they say that they call you, not you call them, right? <laughs> or something like this. Yeah, I speak of the deck. Yeah, well, I was lucky uh, for some contacts. Uh, they they yeah. just chose so it was very interesting, yeah. And I... I I'm happy I didn't uh, didn't say no to this gig. Yeah, it was because yeah. I didn't really know what it will happen and you know, just go somewhere. And it, but it was very nice, and I have very nice memories. Also, the I, the uh, how I was received by musicians from Sarajevo Philharmonic was so lovely. And Eddie, he's until now he's my friend on Facebook, and we are well. I haven't seen seen him since then, but uh, in person. But it was fantastic. He showed me the city and told me the, the history of the city. And, and yeah, they were living through these times. So it was nice. Yeah, one of my good friends is a cellist. His name is Tony Woolard. He lives in London. And he often plays in the Abbey Road studio. Uh, but he told me that uh, everybody shows up early. Nobody uh, warms up. Nobody practices. And there's, there's no uh, bullshit. And, and, they just uh, side read everything, and I thought, "Wow, it's so cool to to play in the recording field." Yeah, yeah. It's all always when you go to Abbey Studio. It's so funny because we 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 want it or we don't. When yeah. you cross the street on the zebra crossing, yeah. you always have in memory Beatles. Yeah. You can't you can't avoid it. It's so funny, you know. Yeah. You still people until now they are taking pictures on this zebra crossing. So yeah. so. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's an emblematic studio. They are, they are extremely professional. They are extremely professional. I mean, there's like top, top, top what, what you could have. Yeah. Okay. So I had, I had the 
the luck to to record few sessions there. It's really yeah. Really, really yeah cool. he, he told me you can't even take a selfie. You will get uh, fired if you take a selfie. Uh, He's like, yeah. Are forbidden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course, to protect the the film, of course, the the, the secrecy of the film, right? Do you have some advice to uh, classical musicians during this pandemic? Um, do you think the industry will change a lot after this? What what do you have some thoughts about it? Mm, yes, I think I think this situation opened a lot of new doors. I think which we didn't see they exist uh, until now. Even for me, uh, you know, I I had to buy some cameras, microphones, and you know, tripods and statics and memory cards, stuff which I never used before. Well, I used, but not to that extent and not to that purpose. So even now we are speaking on on some platform which I never used before you know so this definitely will open doors to continue uh, where well, some things will disappear i mean you know how many times can you record yourself uh, like i don't know bassoon trio bassoon quartet and put put it on on youtube i mean you know it will slowly cool down i think because people also will not have more time to do these things and um, this kind of moment of the history we do these things and when you scroll through your friends uh, on facebook and you see all these people who are recording themselves you can somehow see how much we need well i was talking about that how much we need to perform and how much we need to share our i think this kind of sharing our emotions we are chosen musicians are chosen to to by nature to share emotions and to inspire to to feel emotions so this is our duty we were talking yeah. a little bit sorry to interrupt you we were talking a little bit about chamber music so do you think that there might be actually more opportunities for young musicians to go into chamber music after the pandemic do you think so Yes, I think so. Definitely, people will suddenly they they know. Oh, I can play this with that instrument. There's an arrangement on that with that. Oh, so yes, definitely, definitely, it's in it's enriching the areas which we didn't explore until now. Uh, obviously, we'll come back to normality, and we will do what we were doing until now because it's good. But new areas will be opened, and uh, it will be spectrum to enjoy. Okay, so I watched this video. It's quite entertaining. You are playing the Elga's romance on stage, right? With strings, oh. and uh, then uh, you have you have this uh, camera, which is the three hundred and sixty degrees camera. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was really quite humorous, right? And it was uh, it's. Quite different. What what made you do that? Can you tell us? Ah yes, I know. This is the that was the one of the recitals I was doing in Poland in uh, in Poznan, and uh, I called this recital uh, kaleidoscope because I wanted to bring bassoon as a very instrument of many possibilities. Basically, I was playing like. Uh, I think it was uh, to not. I, it was several years ago. I think it was like Telemann sonata. There was uh, Elgar with string, like uh, this romance arranged. Uh, I will come back to that. There was um, Andre Previn sonata. Uh, there was Spiegel im Spiegel by Arvo Part, completely different, just with piano. Probably I, I and also uh, I played something with. Uh, Distortion electric bassoon, so kind ah, of the Bach, ma, the Bachs, Bachs, yeah, 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 yeah. I was I, so little Bach bassoon converting into kind of heavy metal guitar sound almost. So I wanted to give to the public a little bit like idea what bassoon can do, and I wasn't looking for perfect. Well, I was looking for perfection as always, but not to the niche of some specific style 
and explore that to the end of possibilities. I was just trying to widen a little bit the the horizon. Yeah. 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 So that was the idea. And one of the, those pieces was uh, arrangement of uh, Elgar I made for string quintet and with bassoon, which actually works very well. Uh, I think you can, uh, you, all voices actually are pretty nice covered. And uh, at that time, my son was uh, running the company of um, three G, or how you call it, three dimension, three dimensional, three D uh, recording video. And we thought, why not to make, to film the, the, the film when, uh, spectator could actually feel like bassoonist playing in the concert. So if you put the Google or different device to, to see the 3D... Ah, yeah, uh, the goggles, you mean like something like this? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you, to, to watch the three-dimensional... Three yeah. uh, so when you put it on, basically you are feeling like the person who is playing concert, being bassoonist in the ah. concert. Okay. That's why all the cameras surrounding myself. Um, am ah. I around? Right, right. So it's like a VR, virtual reality, is it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you are becoming a bassoonist. Ah, right. Okay. When you when you look at it, so you are basically playing. You don't see yourself. You can see the only the bassoon sticking out here. Really real. When you, I saw this film. so you can you can watch it that way as well. I think somewhere. I don't know where. Did I put it somewhere on YouTube or not? Maybe if not, I should, I don't know. So that was the idea, but you wouldn't believe how people were laughing when they saw this with this helmet <laughs> on the head. <laughs> we admire the patience of, of these uh, strings players. With <laughs> well, I think for them it's also quite fun, right? And enjoyable, right? Something new. Right. It was challenging because I couldn't move. I had to be absolutely still when I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> from the musical. No, but well, you know, that was one of the points when I wanted to show different aspects of the instrument. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Coming back to the online lecture, I attended your lecture where you were workshopping the pieces, right, with the composer Julia Plout, right? And then we were looking at this piece called Proximity for Bassoon and Vacuum Cleaner, right? And it was so fun. It was so uh, a little bit uh, rough around the edges. Can you tell us more about this piece? Yeah. Yes, I can. I, of course, yes. This, uh, um, I don't even know where to start because <laughs> basically it's... Um, uh, I was approached by... Uh, Tikev, this is uh, House of Music in, in uh, Cardiff. This um, institution is promoting Welsh composers, Welsh music, and in combination with BBC, they decided to make like a commission of new piece and use musicians to record it in, com in collaboration with composer. So Julia uh, chose me as a performer uh, well, which I'm very grateful. Um, and the first contact with Julia was kind of shocking when I just realized she wanted to, to write this music that I will have to play with Hoover. I was never imagining I would ever agree to this kind of things. My initial, initial uh, reaction was like, no way, just call somebody else. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't say that because then, given the circumstances where we are, and she explained why she actually chose this topic and why, because of this in, in the situation we are in now, closed. I especially closed my door because if I open it, you wouldn't be able to to speak normal because the birds are crazy there outside in the garden. So this nature is just blossoming now when all this quietness in the city, less car, less traffic, you know, so less movement of humans. So nature is just invading, like claiming the space. So that was the point of Julia writing this. So suddenly there's kind of machine coming or some, I don't know, some car passing or bus and you can't hear it much more now. 
all this electric stuff, it's much more disturber now than before. That's why vacuum cleaner. And so this, where we are, how we react and what is happening. Very interesting, very interesting. So I'm enjoying that actually. The recording is almost ready. I spent like three days trying to film it because it has to go on uh, video. And um, in fact, this is the territory here. I'm not going to show you, but it's just here in this room. And uh, there are several cameras and microphones and stuff. If I put everything what I could to to cover this, and uh, yeah, it's challenging because a lot of things could get could go wrong. So before each take, I have to remember to press one, two, three buttons to start three machines or four, and everything has to be charged. Um, there has to be silence. The, the doors and windows shutters have to be closed. I have to be in certain position. Uh, vacuum cleaner has to start in certain position. So all these preparations takes time and then I have to play on top of that and operate the vacuum cleaner. So a lot of things can go wrong in this more or less four minutes long piece. So it is challenging, but also, you know, I enjoy that. I like challenges. No, but I think it's great. I think it's so fun. And I think it's going to make the bassoon even more relatable because we are all stuck at home. So yeah. if people can see that, you know, classical musicians, uh, they are not uh, like some uh, in the ivory tower, but they're actually working with household things, right? And uh, I remember there was a, a series in the UK, it's called Kitchen Sing Sessions, where they ask uh, different musicians to make music out of the kitchen appliances, right? right. And, and I thought it was so cool because I saw an Austrian composer and he, he redid his composition just using the forks and uh, plates and uh, glasses. He's a drummer, so he played everything using the kitchen appliances. I thought this was so creative, right? So I think awesome. if, you, if you can do that for the bassoon, right, it's, it's going to be great. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, this is one of the challenges, and why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. And I have to tell you, uh, Julia wrote beautiful music. It's not like whatever. It's not like, it, you know, it's just beautiful music. I just admire playing it. So it's not only uh, the topic, it's, there is a music inside. So there are emotions, which I always, I think that's the crucial thing when we talk about music. So, yeah, so I'm enjoying that. I'm just putting my heart into this piece, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. To vacuum cleaner alive. <laughs> yeah, what was the name of your vacuum cleaner again? <laughs> you disclose, you're disclosing all my secrets. Sofia, Sofia, yeah, yeah. No, but I think it's so charming. I think you, you I think this piece will be a big hit. I, I'm sure of it. Big hits are coming from all kinds of <laughs> Do you know when is the premiere date, uh, roughly? I don't know yet. I don't oh, know it. Okay, yeah. So But uh, you will be informed. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so uh just uh trying to wrap up the interview. Do you have uh, other pieces on your music stand or are you very much focused on this piece right now? Uh, well, right now, yes, this piece is, is just yes. there. Yes. I'm trying to have it in my head. Yes, definitely. But uh, given the, this Ventus Optimus, which is coming on constantly, I'm basically here with a pile of orchestral excerpts and other stuff, which I'm constantly um, reviewing in my mind and also putting it on my stand or, or just reminding myself what should be played, what should be used. So yes, but also I have um, plans when um, in for 2020, so 21. So um, there are several pieces uh, which I have to have in my mind. So that will be Andante and Rondo. There will be a lot of Polish music, so a lot of Tanzman. I love Tanzman, yeah. Yeah. 
So Panofnik um, and so I will not I will not mention everything now. But yes, but I have a pile of notes, music which I have to put on my stand and and carry on. Great. Yeah, I'm just wondering since you live in Cardiff in Wales, right? Did you manage to learn some Welsh? Uh, short answer. <laughs> Dim means <laughs> no. <laughs> Dim, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I, I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty difficult, right? The Welsh language, right? Yeah. It, well, it is. I mean, you know, if you, if you can read Polish, then not many things can be more difficult than Polish. <laughs> yeah, but yes, I I found it um, like. Basically, when I arrived 15 years uh, ago uh, to UK, I was still struggling with English. Well, I'm still struggling with English anyway, but, but then my first focus was on improving my English. And uh, probably I stayed with this challenge. And now I'm trying to maybe learn Japanese. That would be my goal for next, next years. Yeah, because you, you are married to a, a Japanese uh, lady, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so I, I have one last question. If you could perform your dream program in any concert hall in the world, where would it be and what would you be playing? Um, are you talking about solo, solo performance? Yeah, solo, solo performance. Yeah, as a soloist. Oh, that would be definitely uh, Jolivet in um, Carnegie Hall. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Great, okay. So thank you so much for your time today. I know that uh, you're quite busy with a lot of projects. I hope that we can meet uh, in real life one day and I wish you all the best with the premiere. Thank you very much, John. And thank you for inviting people to, to your beautiful uh, podcast series. Thank you. It was, it was a pleasure to share my my life with you thank you okay thank you and if you have enjoyed this podcast please like subscribe or share it with your friends that would mean the world to me thank you and goodbye